Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> was so not, not ready for that at all, but hi. Today, we're going to be playing Disney Villainous, designed by Prospero Hall of Horrified Jaws, Back to the Future, and Bob Ross. And the artist is Disney. It's just Disney. <laughs> yep, it's just all Disney. Uh, published in 2018 by Ravensburger. The description is, In this epic contest of sinister power, take on the role of a Disney villain and strive to achieve your own devious objective. Discover your character's unique abilities and winning strategy while dealing twists of fate to thwart your opponent's schemes. Find out who will triumph over the forces of good and win it all. The mechanics are hand management, take that, and variable player powers. And the box art is green. Yeah, it's green. <laughs> it's got uh, villainous written out in like that. Oh, I feel like I would call that like a classic Disney style font. Well, it, it's got a lot of flourishes. Yeah, yeah, it's like a gothic styled font that's supposed to represent evil. Yeah, and then you can see the uh, the outline, like the shadowy outline of uh, Maleficent. Uh, Malef Maleficent. Don't know who that is. It's the, it's the, not Snow White. Um, the other one. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. The villain from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. A lot of these villains happen to be ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we think it's played? Or I guess, no, would we pull it off a shelf? Yeah. We yeah. Pull it off a shelf. Yeah. I'm new here. Um, would I pull it off the shelf? Probably not. Do you want to Do elaborate? I need to elaborate? I mean, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you pull it off the shelf? Because it's, I don't know, it, it seems a little problematic. Sometimes Disney is a little problematic, and I don't know. I mean, I am very interested in take that as a mechanic, but hand management means maybe it's a deck builder. Um, I feel like I would say deck builder. I don't think it's a deck builder. There's nothing here that's like, ooh, this is going to be exciting. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I'm not a Disney person. Beyond that, like you said, mechanically, doesn't seem to be too much. Um, I guess the big twist is you're playing the, the bad bad people, which is meh. And even the box art kind of kind of bland. You expect a little more from Disney. I mean, it is one of the classic villainous characters. I feel like I that you get out was. of a Disney thing. Oh yeah, yeah. They made a, a whole movie based on her. It starred. Uh... Uh, what's her Angelina name? Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Um, I am aware of it. I have not picked it up because like, I just wasn't super interested in it, but I've heard good things. That's true. And I feel like of the games that we have played from Prospero Hall, specifically Jaws, Jaws. uh, I feel like I liked it. <laughs> uh, I thought there was something else on there that we've, we've played. Like I've heard good things about all of those games. Um, Oh, I was going to say published by Ravensburger. So we've played other stuff yes, from Ravensburger, Ravensburger that we've sure. appreciated. But so I think this goes into the nostalgia thing we've talked about in other games where it just isn't, I'm not a nostalgic type person. And I feel like that is who this might appeal to. Yeah, yeah we definitely, like my family was definitely a Disney, like we saw all yeah. the Disney movies when they came out. My mom bought the soundtrack and we listened to those in the car. Like, Dude, my sister was collecting the VHSs for years. Uh, I think she may now have moved on to the DVDs. Yeah, well, Grandma has tons of yeah. the, like, um, the VHS tapes and probably now into the DVDs. Yeah. I remember going to McDonald's to get like the, mm -hmm. the collector plates 
uh, even like when we were older and we weren't going to see them as much. But yeah, definitely when we were younger, like Disney movie, we were all there. Mm-hmm. And my favorite, like, were the the sidekicks. It was never the hero or the villain. It was always like, you know, Flounder and Sebastian the Crab. Like, those were always my favorite characters. So I never cared about the rest of them. So if they made a Disney sidekicks and it was just all the the, the comic relief sidekicks, I'm all over it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I am a big Alice fan. Yeah, but Al, like... I mean, the thing about Disney is, is like you can love the story even if you don't like Disney. Like mm-hmm. Disney isn't. In fact, I I can't think of a single one of those cartoons that Disney didn't just like pick up some other story. And right. Oh, yeah. it's like some it. of like the grim fairy tales and stuff. Like you know, those are those are entertaining. And, I mean, and I don't dislike really it. Crazy. It's just sort of like yeah, I never got into it. Uh, so how do we think it's played, BP? <laughs> We've got uh, villains. Well, apparently, it's not a deck builder. Well, we don't no, know that for we, certain, we didn't say that. We didn't say that. All we said was hand management. Hand management. Okay. Yeah. So are we going to be playing the villains and yes, then each villain comes with variable player powers? Yes. Or are we okay. Okay. And they're all take that. So I'm assuming like I'm assuming like all of them will be like, okay, now this person has to like move back five spaces or whatever. If there were movement, I'm assuming there's not. Yeah, I don't know if there's movement. I don't really know. Or nothing in here tells us what we're doing. We know we're gonna yeah, we're gonna goal? play a villain. We're gonna have cards, and those cards are gonna impact each other directly. But like other than that, we're- so there's got to be something. I mean, how are we like defeating good? Is there like a a good thing out there that we have to like totally thwart. Do we have any clue how this game is? Not played really. Um, what do you think Cruella's evil power is? Capturing puppies. I hate this woman. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> well, uh, I think myth and myth, myths and legends did like the, oh. the true story of a bunch of those. Oh yeah. Like the, the, Especially little mermaid. Yeah. Little mermaid. Like that story is just oh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Was like, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no wonder you had to change it for little kids. Was, that see, that, and that's how I view good. Disney is. It's like, they took all these stories and tried to like justify things. Softify. Yeah. 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 Which the whole intent of a lot of those stories was like, don't go into the woods or you will die. Yeah. yeah Cause the woods are dangerous places. Yeah. Okay. All right. The history okay. of Disney. Yeah. So, so Disney uh, is actually an animation in general is pretty interesting. So I'm not going to get like way into all of it. Um, but uh, you start seeing some of the early uh, animated series comes out in the 1920s. Of course, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is the first uh, full length um Film, animated film to, to too, come right? out as well. Yes. Yeah. And in color in 37, I want to say maybe earlier. It was also during the Great Depression. So it was super popular because uh, even during the Great Depression, many people still went out to the movies because it was one of the only things to really take their minds off of what was actually going on in reality. Um, so those are just like some of the highlights. Um, some of his early uh, animations that made... Um, kind of great splashes that you can still sometimes see uh, today, of course, are uh, Mickey Mouse and the Steamboat. Steamboat Willie. Yeah, Steamboat Willie, which uh, looking over Kiwi's shoulders, I see we're going to have a little bit of that. Um, Very quickly, of course, in the 40s, and especially during World War II, the Disney uh, studios will 
come out with all sorts of animated propaganda shorts to play at cinemas. Um, I remember I used to play some in some of my history classes, especially. Um, so Mickey was supposed to be off in the war and uh, Minnie was getting ready to give Pluto some some fat after cooking the bacon, right? Pour the fat into the dog dish uh, and they were promoting taking your your cooking fats and recycling them in because you could turn lard into all kinds of industrial products mm. and bullets and things. So it was like this big propaganda campaign about, right, uh, kind of rationing and recycling uh, during the war. Disney was also super cool and like letting a lot of the Disney characters be on patches and aircraft uh, and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So like units would write in and say, hey, we want to make this our patch. And Disney was all about it, which is not the case anymore. Like yeah. Disney's pretty much just like, no, you cannot use this. You need to pay yeah. us to use it. Very exclusive. Uh, in the 50s, they started their amusement park in Anaheim, which... Um, I'm not going to get into because, but it does also have a very interesting history. Some things I do want to just bring up about its history and about some of its characters. Um, one, obviously, um, some of the kind of retelling of some of these stories, which were really, um, I mean, hardcore, right? Grim fairy tales uh, were designed to really tell people don't go into the forest, especially kids, because they're bears and, and wolves. And uh, there were even lions in Europe in the medieval period. So you don't want your kids just wandering off into the woods. So you tell them these stories so they don't go and do that. But of course, Disney will soften a lot of that and kind of uh, retell these fairy tales in very different ways, which um, obviously some of these characters have then come across problematic in modern society. But one also interesting thing about that is thinking about um, especially some of the gender issues that have come up uh, as criticism uh, in Disney is that there were a lot of women who were ghost uh, drawers and animators uh, in the 40s and 50s, especially. Uh, they, of course, were sub subjected, therefore, to all kinds of right discrimination that women did. But it's really cool that their story and their history is starting to come out. There's a lot of uh, documentation from some of these women that they held on to and kept uh, that it's really cool to see their history now finally uh, coming out. I was trying to find the book I'd heard about that was out about five years ago or so on these women, but I, I couldn't find it quickly. But so it's kind of cool because uh, in thinking about Disney being a retelling of history, uh, Disney's own history is starting to be retold. Yeah, I think I, one of my favorite things about the parks is like the amount of engineering that goes into like making uh, a very yeah. specific experience. So like the the Princess Castle, you know, the, the, the famous castle mm -hmm. at, at both parks is engineered in such a way that it appears larger than it actually is. So like they will use perspective in order to make it look taller. So they'll make windows smaller mm. at the top of the tower to make it appear that way. Or uh, like they didn't want gum to be all over the ground and stuff. So you Who cannot does? buy gum in the park. They don't sell mm. it. Uh, or things like uh, the different areas, if they want like a different scent, because, you know, smell is obviously one mm. of the things that plays into the senses. They actually have like little misters that will mist out certain scents that they want <laughs> you to have within the park. Uh, and they'll 
do those a little bit heavier around like where trash cans are and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they've engineered it in order to like provide an experience. And I think that's one of my favorite things about uh, like museums and stuff where they add more yeah. than just, you know, seeing something yeah. but when they throw in sound or they throw in smells mm -hmm. or they'll change the temperature of the room mm -hmm. to add Make to the exhibit. Yeah. Like that, that engineering is, is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So in, in just thinking about the parks and kind of modern day Disney, I feel like they are trying to uh, become, you know, more, 21st century. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll see. We'll see how this game fits into the 21st century. So, okay. Cheat. We are each a villain from a Disney movie. We all have different objectives. We are trying to achieve. The game ends when a player has achieved their objective. The first player is not randomly chosen. The first player is decided by the group, which is essentially randomly chosen. I thought that was ridiculous. So, <laughs> the uh, one last most recently. Watch a movie? Uh, well, I was going to last to see a Disney movie or last to go to a Disney theme park. Uh, who could name the most Disney villains? Who could oh, name the could. most Disney villain sidekicks? There's so many choices. Hell, even youngest is better than just choose let's who go, goes first. Let's go first, Kiwi. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> we know your, your penguins know all of these things, although I yeah. think both of us have probably been the most recent to watch and be to a park which, which means we just you would tie on that one. Yeah. we just we just resorted back to what the rule book said was the group chooses who goes first <laughs> okay so each player has their own board and that represents the villain's realm all your cards are played in that realm and card abilities will only affect cards in that realm. Each villain has their own villain cards and which a player will play to the villain's realm. And each villain also has a fate deck. And that's where your opponent will draw cards from your uh, from that deck to play to your board. So on a player's turn, they will do the following in order. They will move your villain. So you may move your villain to any space in your realm that is not locked. So that's the first step. Second step is you can perform actions. Each location has symbols representing the actions you may take there. You can perform all the actions shown in any order and actions are optional. So you don't have to perform all of them or any of them. So your actions are gain power. Uh, so it looks like a cut gem is what the icon looks like. So you get power from the cauldron. It's currency and you need it to play cards or activate abilities. Uh, there's a play a card, which has a card with an arrow. So play one card from your hand, paying its cost. Items and allies can be played to any unlocked location in your realm. And the types of cards are an ally, which you need in order to defeat heroes. Uh, items, which provides some sort of effect. A hero card, which covers up the action in that location. And those only come from the fate deck. Uh, effects that you pay the cost and do what it says. And these are one-time effects. And then conditions. So played uh, during an opponent's turn. So if the requirements of that so the conditional card will have requirements. When those requirements are met, you can play that card. That's your take that. Yeah. Well, and also playing from the fate deck. So uh, activate, which is a card lighting up uh, icon. So you pay the activation cost for an item or ally that has an activate ability, and then you resolve it. Uh, there's a fate, which looks like a cloud with a lightning bolt coming out of it. So you target an opponent. You're going to draw two cards from their fate deck and place one face up to their realm and discard the other. Heroes can be played to any unlocked location in their realm. And heroes are going to cover up some of the actions that are in that particular space. So uh, then you can move an item or an ally. It'll be a card with two arrows to an adjacent location. Move a hero, which will be a lightning bolt 
coming from a cloud with two arrows. So you can move a hero to an adjacent location in your realm and vanquish. And it looks like ripped up paper. Mm. So you can defeat a hero in any location in your realm using one or more allies in the same location. If the allies have greater than or equal to the strength of the hero, you defeat the hero. And then you can discard cards. And it'll be a card with an X on it. So you can discard as many cards as you wish to your discard pile. And then, but you do not immediately draw new cards. So that's step two. So you do the actions for the space that you're on. Then you draw cards. So you draw back up to your hand limit, which is four cards. And then it is the next player's turn. And play continues until a player has achieved their objective. And that player is then the winner. Let's get them. We just finished a game of Disney Villainous. To recap, I was playing Scar, Kiwi was playing Prince John, and BP won with the Queen of Hearts. Off with her head! She got she got all her wickets. Mm-hmm. Winning strategy. Good old croquet. Uh, meeting the objective to get all the wickets and take the shot. Yeah, so like the movie, the cards form the wickets that the mm-hmm. Queen of Hearts used to play croquet. So she had to play card guards down, mm-hmm. activate their ability, which turned, turned them into, into wickets, wickets. And then she had to have a card that was take the shot. Mm-hmm. So she played take the shot. And she drew had to draw five cards from her mm-hmm. ca- discard. And the cost had to be less than the power of her cards. Mm-hmm. Which she had put some spears on, which yep. she actually didn't need. Still, I wanted to make sure. would have been one less, yep. And that's that's how she won. Yeah. Uh, Eric had to defeat heroes, basically, once he defeated Mufasa. And what, what was the total that you needed of strength? 12? 15. 15, was, so you were about halfway there? I, a little less than halfway? Yeah. I was basically just discarding cards until Hyenas came out, and then that was it. Yep. And as Prince John, I needed 20 oh. power at the beginning of my turn. So I was You're almost about there. 75% of the way there. So, uh, and I had some cards that like the more heroes I had on my board, I could get power yeah. for every hero that was on the board. And I had a couple of those cards. So I was trying to, I was hoping that you guys would fade a little bit more so that I could have more heroes. Mm. And then we weren't, we weren't fading Eric because we knew yeah, he wanted heroes. Like- yeah. Fate was helping people more than hurting them. Yeah, and I knew, like, I, I was so afraid Kiwi was trying to thwart me because I got a little excited when I got, like, that last city guard. And I'd been, or a card guard, and I'd been holding on to my take the shot mm. card for a long time, so. I wonder how many of those were in the deck. I suppose we could look later, but. Yeah. So uh, what did you think of the theme? Did you feel like villains in Disney? I don't know if I felt like villains in Disney thinking about the objectives for each of the players mm-hmm. and the the cards that were with each of the villains. I did feel like the decks at least felt like they were with that villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it, it makes more sense. Like, I, I'm glad that you couldn't play like the Robin Hood characters to the Queen of Hearts realm. Like, it right. wouldn't make sense. Right. So I thought it was an interesting like I felt thematically the villain decks played Matched. well, but in terms of like whether or not I felt like a villain, like not really yeah, yeah. playing cards on a board. Yeah. Yep. 
like yeah they're themed to the thing but like it feels like you're all just in different movies so yeah I think the conditions do try to get you to, I know this is kind of going into player interaction. I think the conditions try to get you to, to interact more so that as far as like a game mechanic of trying to play each other and then beat each other. But yeah, I think you're, you're in your individual Disney movie uh, playing out your Disney movie from a different perspective to a certain. Yeah. Which I actually felt like the conditions were a way to force you to pay attention to other people. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I almost kind of wish we were all just playing um, Lion King game. And we're, it was sort of just like we were all doing our own thing in terms of the movie. Like, it would have been more interesting if, like, like, I don't know. Like, the villains it played out like the movie, other. but felt like just watching a movie alone. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Which, when I was, as I was reading the rules, I felt like this might be a problem. Yeah. Mm. Table presence, BP. I mean, the, the cards are nice, um, you know, with the, uh, images from the movies and things like that. Although I have a feeling you have uh, some different kind of takes on it. Um, I know that when it was at Gen Con a couple of years ago, it was definitely very popular. They were uh, playing it up quite. Uh, I mean, because of course, Disney, it's popular, right? Everybody loves it. Everybody too kind of sometimes wants to be the anti-hero, right? So the villain, so to speak, Um and so I feel like this might be uh, playing into that. And the art does uh, try to get into it. I do like definitely, again, you know, some of the art, especially because some of these are from some of the more classic uh, Disney movies that I grew up watching. Like, of course, Alice in Wonderland. But I, you you have, I feel like, some different takes on no, that. No, no, no. The art, the art's good. The art and the table presence is really good. Um, I mean, I if Disney mess that up that'd be kind of shocking <laughs> they, they literally did <laughs> the animation for the movies like yes um yes. no my yeah. my complaints are on the graphic design because like I, I don't know how it was for you guys i had to like i had to put down my my attacking things and they had to to get more power than the, the the hero to kill them but they put this stupid the way they have you lay down the cards you cover up the power mm. thing and then you can't mm-hmm. see how much so i kept having to like and it extra hard in tabletop simulator kept trying to like get them to offset so i could see the power they had so i could calculate it It was driving me crazy weird graphic design on the cards but that's not not so much table presence as much as like the playing of it i mean other than that it, yeah. it looked pretty yeah my, my comment about the table presence is gonna be i feel like this goes into a lot of games where the art is nice but then you cover up the art by the mm. way you're supposed to display it so there were a lot of like fun yeah you know, art pictures and stuff. And I, I felt like the titles of the cards went into them. But when you see it on a table, you wouldn't get to see it all because you're covering things up. More importantly, you're covering up information you need to play the game. I thought was it what was uh, I was listening to a podcast a, a while ago that they were talking about like the how they had to go about doing the art for the for this game Mm -hmm. and they actually had to get everything approved like each picture it had to be like they had to go to disney and be like this is the photo that we want to use for this thing and then they would come back and be like no don't use that use this this and this if you want to do that so like it was a very like the art direction like the art itself was easy because you just picked out stills from the movies but like disney had to approve like no we don't want that one we want right. this one to signify so be a very this thing. yeah so it, back it, it took a little bit longer because of that it makes designing for an ip sound not very fun right yeah, yeah. but i understand it too 
Uh, mechanics, Kiwi. So I, I felt like the, yeah, you know, I, I mentioned I, like I, I was happy that you know we weren't playing like Robin Hood to Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. So like I liked that. The fate piece seemed interesting because because the decks were specific to the realms. Like the fate, that's what gave other players the ability to you know play cards mm-hmm. and take that to the other players. Um, I did feel like the condition cards were a way to force you to pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then it really depended on a villain. So like once we realized that Eric wanted heroes right. in his in his thing, once he defeated Mufasa, it was like, well, the only person I'm going to do fate on now is BP. Mm-hmm. And that fate took up an action that I wanted to do. So I wanted to go to other places and and play there. So yeah, I felt like some of the things were nice, but then others were just like I felt like some of them were forcing functions to make you pay attention. Yeah, the fate thing, like I only did it on Kiwi a couple times, and I was like, I feel like this is helping him more than hurting him, so I'm just not. And I didn't have any, I didn't understand what BP was doing, so I was like, I'm just not gonna, not gonna try to interfere <laughs> over there. Uh, well, I think I made the comment once, was like, I'm gonna do fate before we figured out like exactly what the Mufasa and the hero mm-hmm. thing did for Eric. I made the comment, well, I'm gonna do fate against BP because I feel like Eric doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, like my me- mechanics for Scar were like kind of boring. So like I had to get heroes and kill them. So I just basically just draw cards, discard till I got allies, play the allies, and I didn't get a lot of allies. So I just kept going to the discard spots, discarding my hand and drawing a new hand and then waiting till I got yeah. allies. So like there wasn't really much for me to be doing. And I wonder if that it was that specific hero. Yeah. Or villain, you were rather. doing different. So I don't know if they have like different, maybe I was playing like the easiest character or something. Well, yours is from an expansion. I think BP and I were playing ones from the base set. So the ones from the base set were the captain hook, Maleficent, Jafar, Ursula, Prince John and queen of hearts. And then there's been some expansions. So yours came from uh, one of the expansions. Yeah. So, I mean, I just really didn't have much to be doing and I didn't really worry about it's like fate wasn't really an issue because I had a bunch of cards that just let me pick what I wanted from the fate deck, got my allies, pulled out a hero, murdered them, and then repeated the process. Murdered them. Yeah. I I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. I mean, that's essentially. Right. Yeah. Scar did murder Mufasa. So. So BP mechanic. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I there. I don't have anything to add. I do feel like the condition part was uh, something that was trying to force interaction that could either benefit you or or not. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So on player interaction, um, uh, I didn't look at your boards. I didn't know what you were doing. Mm-hmm. I, I discarded mm-hmm. the cards that ha- were like, take this action if. The ones that fell forced, like if they do this, then you get power. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to pay attention. So I just, disc- I was discarding everything anyway. They were just clogging mm-hmm. up my hand. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. I felt like BP was kind of in the same boat as you were. Mm-hmm. Um, although she was doing some condition cards and I felt like I was paying attention to the most, but for the same reason that I pay attention yeah. more <laughs> in every game that we play, because I'm helping like make sure that it's going forward right. and you guys are able to do your turns and all that and stuff. And you help me in tabletop simulator. Yeah, and I'm helping BP in tabletop simulator. So like, as a function of that, I am paying attention more, thus I can take advantage of Those the condition of cards and all that kind of stuff. So 
player interaction is always a little bit different for me. Right. But, but you can kind of I can see. absolutely see where you're coming from. Yep. Like, yeah, you, were, like I, you were paying attention, but like, did, were you really paying attention to like what we're doing? Uh, I think I think so because he did I mean, big, he did big picture wise yeah big picture wise I think I was like but I since I can't see your cards I don't know exactly what you're doing right although once I figured out that you were going for allies every time and then once we knew what the Mufasa and the succession chain did uh, it made sense what you were trying to do you were trying right. to build the ability to get heroes which is why I stopped yeah. doing mm. fate against you and then BP got her third wicket. And I brought up like, hey, she has three of her right. four wickets. Um, and had I gotten closer to my power, I would have brought up, hey, I only need 20 power at the beginning of my turn. Here's how much power I currently have. Right. Just so everybody's tracking. And I think that's why you have to read off the objectives and the objectives are not right hidden secret because you need to know what the other players are going for. You're not going to know how they get there, but right. Um, at first, I think I was with you, Eric, where I wasn't paying attention uh, and I did look some stuff up on my phone. But then once I got my first condition card, uh, especially some of them really did benefit me. And then one of them I was holding on just in case I would need it. But um, it did feel like at that point, like I it was like, oh, this is just forcing me to actually see what other people are doing. Because before then, I really was not looking at your boards at all. Uh, rules. Um, everyone has different stuff. So you'd have to like read up on mm -hmm. your character and figure out exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, beyond that, I guess for me, I was discarding stuff. So I, I don't know. BP, how would you feel about learning it? Um, I think it was fine. There were first going through like your little booklet was uh, it was just kind of a lot like I was kind of confused until like we played through a little bit and I understood a little bit more about what was going on. Um, but I, again, you have that player action card that I feel like was pretty clear about what your your spots were and what you could do with them. Um and then I think I only had one question that Kiwi uh, had to look up, but was easily in the FAQ. So I, I don't think it took, but maybe a round or two tops uh, before it, you know, you could figure out what your strategy was and you could figure out what all your things were doing. Uh, but the first read through, I was like, I have no clue. Just going to go through it. Yeah, I think it might have been smart to like go through your deck. I think it would have been easier with a physical copy of the game mm -hmm. that while you were reading your little booklet where it was like, you know, wickets, mm -hmm. what the heck is that? And you could flip through and realize, oh, this guard card turns into a wicket. So I need to play it and then I need to activate it. So you kind of know like, OK, it takes me two turns mm -hmm. essentially. Oh, and then here's this card that lets me, you know, change any two to a wicket. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you kind of understand where you're going. And then, you know, Eric going through his fate deck could realize, all right, so I, I need Mufasa immediately. Well, no, did, did your book to get just there. tell you what to do? Uh, no, I mean, it gave like mine general, was like, like, play long, live the king, get Mufasa out, kill Mufasa, play hyenas, kill Mufasa, and then use whisper to uh, bring other heroes in and kill them. So I just did what the book told me. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, mine, mine, mine was not. like, hey, if little John is out there, it's going to take take power from you. Consider like not defeating little John until later when it's mm -hmm. like you get those four, then suddenly you're, you're in a game yeah. win scenario. 
but mine didn't go through and it's like play this 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 and this. I mean, it didn't say yeah, mine was very Hold basic. On. Yeah, okay. Controlling your fate. Uh, your first step towards your objective is to find and defeat Mufasa, who is in the fate deck. Long live the king! Lets you reveal four cards from your fate deck, which will help you quickly find and play Mufasa. Whisper allows you to play any card from your fate discard pile in case Mufasa is discarded by an opponent. You can also use Whisper to play this to do this. After you defeat Mufasa, then you play Whisper, and it will help you play heroes so you can quickly defeat them. Wow, yeah. That, I feel like that really walks you through it. Yeah, mine just says it's good to be the king, and it just lets you know, like, hey, there are different ways to move heroes around. So, like, heroes can be a pain, but you can put them in the jail, yeah. and the jail covers up nothing. So that's kind of what mine says. Like, No, mine was just, like, here's wickets and good luck. Yeah. I don't think actually it said good luck. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Uh, the rule book's not bad. I I do think it's a little weird when rule books have an FAQ for like a base game and a brand. And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not brand new, but it's just like, like, I understand like, okay, you figured it out during playtesting. Why not just put it in the rule book? Why is it an FAQ? That's like, kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Because like uh, the question was, what was the question? Oh, if you yeah. defeat a hero and you're at that spot. Can I go ahead and play can those I actions? Can I do those actions? And the answer is yes. Yes, you can. But that's not in the Vanquish Hero section. That's in the FAQ at the end. So it's just like, why is that not just like a rule that's in the rule book? Why is there an FAQ for a base game rule book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just sort of weird. But uh, the rule book itself, like learning the game, I they have a video you can watch. I didn't bother because I felt like I understood it based on the rule book. So yeah, not bad. All right. Uh, would you play it again, BP? Meh, probably not. Um, I mean, as much as, again, I do love Alice in Wonderland, and I really do have many of the songs memorized. Um, I just... it. You could just play Alice in... Uh, I, exactly. I was exactly thinking that, I too. In unmatched, yeah, yeah, unmatched. Yeah. And um, then you could actually have some player interaction. Yeah. So I just feel like, uh, yeah, the player interaction, which usually sometimes I, I don't really care about. I just feel like it, it, it things just didn't click for me on this. Eric? Uh, yeah, I haven't been that bored in a game in a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I... Like as a puzzle, it wasn't much to do. I was like, okay, once I figured mm-hmm. it out, it was just cycling through card deck. I actually had a point there. I was like, I wish this was a deck builder because then I could at least make sure I got allies. Yeah, not fun. And I don't like games that try to force play interaction like that. Like if you, if I don't care about the other plays player state, then then that's your game. Like don't try to give me a card that then makes me try to pay attention. Like for a, it's like a trying to make a kid do something. Like oh, you get three power if mm. you pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also a no. Um, I It's not the worst game we've ever played. Sure. Um, but I think I got the gist of it enough that like I don't even want to bother playing the yeah. other villains because like I'm not what's that. The point? Yeah, it's like, what's the point? It's they're they're going to play it. But I but I think I understand why people like it. Mm-hmm. So it says Disney on it. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think that's up there. But yeah, I mean, there, mecha- mechanically like, it works. Like Mechanically, I, it works. Like it's not like. It's not like something in the game itself was broken. Right. I just don't think it it was a good fit for our yeah. interests. Our interests, our playgroup, our style of gaming. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't fit. But I, I understand why people like the game. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't think I think if somebody sat down and was like, hey, I got this game villainous and I want to play it, I don't think I would say no. Like right. I didn't hate it that much. Hate's a strong word. I, I didn't dislike it that much. 
But if you see it on the shelf again, you're going to leave it there. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to leave it there. And I, and I don't think I would recommend it to other people unless they were like, oh, my God, we go to Disney like every you know three days and we dress up as different characters every time. <laughs> I was like, hey, have you heard of this game? Villainous? Yeah. Like I might say something to then, but I don't think beyond that, like see, I would. mechanically it works. It has good art. Like it has all the pieces there. It just has no soul, mm-hmm. just like Disney. <laughs> oh. all right well i think before we had said we were gonna get a cease and desist from disney now we're definitely yeah, getting a cease for sure. and desist. yeah so that was uh disney's villainous <laughs> so if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on um please send them our way our email is firstturntabletop at gmail and our Twitter and Instagram are firstturncast. Please no Disney hate on us. <laughs> and our uh, podcasting camel who is dressed up like Mickey Mouse says, please don't forget uh-huh. <laughs> to oh, no. rate review. Yep. And subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. And we look forward to hearing from you. So play more games. So draw two cards from my feet. Play one, discard the other. Which one of these is worse for you? The Queen of Hearts. Off with her head! The Prince John. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, oodle lolly, eh?